Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I am Jason Kong, and I have the pleasure to be here with the, the well-rested Bill Alexander. Bill, you uh, you had some time off. You also had a se- some seminars last week. So uh, how are you doing? Life is good. Uh, you know, uh, I, I always enjoy my time off. I always enjoy my seminars, or I should say webinars. Uh, hopefully we'll get back to seminars before the year end. Um, but, uh, I, you know, all of us need a rest occasionally, and I got a week. Uh, or I should say, I took a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I talk about how caregivers uh, need a break and, and that they uh, caregivers should uh, focus, uh, quite frankly, on themselves uh, as much as they focus on the person they're caring for because it's so important. And, of course, anybody uh, who works and has a tough job and that's most of us um, we need breaks too you know we it's the kind of thing where you, you need to get away from it need to basically chill out and you come back better for it and that's that's a real important concept uh, for, and truthfully all of the journals will tell you that's exactly right you take a break you come back, you're a better caregiver. You take a break, uh, you come back, you're a better employee. You, you work harder, you work smarter, uh, you can do a better job. And so uh, uh, it's, it is important. So, but that's not what I want to talk about today. To, to, today, uh, I want to talk about uh, something that uh, some folks give a lot of thought to and a lot of folks don't. In other words, they just sort of let things flow the way they go. And I, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the legal aspects, uh, although they can be important too, because I talk about that all the time. Uh, but so many people, uh, particularly folks your age and even older, uh, think that retirement is just uh, a really long vacation. <laughs> it's, it's the golden years. It's when life is wonderful and you don't have anything to do except for those things that you want to do. And what could be better than that? You, you know, uh, and, and of course, uh, the fact is, is that that's not quite the way it is. <laughs> so... What, what I want to talk about this morning are those uh, things that people should be thinking about uh, and doing something about. Um, and so we can call it pre-retirement planning and retirement planning. Uh, and yes, part of that is good, good legal advice. Part of it is good financial advice and um uh, uh, you know, those, those kinds of things, but there's an awful lot that goes into it. And for the, for those folks who, who think that, um, getting older is easy and better no matter what, they've got it all wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And so it, it sort of goes back to, 
while you're working uh, and you're healthy and life is good, you need to be uh, uh, focusing on um, enjoying yourself, enjoying your life, taking, uh, being with your family, doing those things that are memorable away from work. Um, you know, there's um, uh, there are an awful lot of folks, particularly Americans. Where you know, I think we're the worst in the world about focusing too much on work and not enough about uh, time off and pleasurable things that you can do. But the fact is, is that uh, none of us know how much time we have on this earth. Uh, that's something, fortunately, that's out of our <laughs> out of our control. Um, I would hate to think it's in our control, frankly. But um, uh, so it, it is important that uh, folks take time off and enjoy themselves uh, during their working years because they may find that that's their very best years that they ever have. Uh, it's not a ball. It, for a lot of folks, retirement years are extremely difficult. Uh, for others, not so much. So, you know, everyone's different. Everyone has a different situation. But I wanted to talk about uh, a number of the issues to give food for thought. And for the, all of those folks who are already there, you know, they've, they've, they've already made their elections here and done this, and they know where they're living, and they know what their income is and their, uh, what they're spending and all that good stuff, great. Hopefully this morning um, uh, maybe I'll give some food for thought that may help. <laughs> so, um, but the uh, part of it, and, and, you know, it's the kind of thing where for me— um, uh, a, a num- about 15 years ago, uh, I was at a seafood festival enjoying the weekend, and one of my friends, he basically said, you know, we're, we're getting to an age where if we want to do something, as in bucket list type of things, we better go ahead and do it, or we may never get the chance to do it. Now, he didn't say it quite in those terms, I, I, <laughs> but Frank is, when he said it, I was uh, in a place, if you will, in my work where I really wasn't thinking about doing things like that and had not been taking time off and had not been uh, making the trips. And and quite frankly, that's what spurred me on. It really got me to thinking about, you know, we really need to do some things like this that will be meaningful to, to myself, to the family, that will be making memories and those kinds of things. Um, so I, I can't emphasize enough how important being able to do things uh, like that um, and start early. The earlier, the better. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean not to save your money. In fact, uh, the my children's generation, I think, they're almost to the opposite side of where they need to be. You know, uh, the baby boomers in the crowd, which I, I would be included in that, you know, we, we were brought up, um, you know, being frugal and uh, saving our money, uh, investing uh, and um, uh, being prepared, if you will, you know, the, the Boy Scout motto and all that. Uh, but this newer generation of folks tend to try, they're keeping up with the neighbors, 
and they're spending all of their income and they're not putting money back for the future. And that's so, you know, you can go too far with having a good time. You, you really do need to live in, in a way uh, that um, you can save money uh, every, every uh, paycheck um, and to live what we call below your means. Those folks who live below their means uh, at some point in their lifetime, hope, you know, 20 or 30, 40 years up the road, they're in good shape financially, and those folks who don't live below their means struggle. And so I'd rather be in that first group. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, I know it's like the first thing that I wanted to say is to do any kind of planning, and this is true in business, but it's also true for our families, it's true for ourselves, we have to make certain assumptions. And those assumptions are really important to our future in terms of how it works. And so uh, what kind of assumptions do you think we need to make, uh, Jason? I'd say the first being, you know, how long you plan on sticking around? How long? Well, you're exactly right uh, in terms of uh, life expectancy, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And the fact is, is that folks as statistically are living longer and longer. Uh, and one of the biggest financial mistakes that people make is the fact that they assume that they will die early. Uh a lot of folks think they're not going to live past mid-70s. And while that's true for a few as a percentage, that's not true at all. Most, most people will live, you know, 10 years longer than that. And running out of money in your mid-70s is not a great situation <laughs> to be in. So life expectancy. Also health And what I mean by that is all of us, as we get older, you're not experiencing this, but uh, bottom line is our bodies don't work as well. And that's if we're normal. You know, that's if we don't have health problems. Uh, We, uh, you know, the the fact is, is that our, our bodies degrade over time. We can't do as much as we could do when we were younger now we wish we could. We th- we can remember those days, if you will, but uh, it's uh, not the same. And of course, uh, there are an awful lot of folks who are not fortunate enough to be in good health throughout their life. In other words, we life throws curves at us, and one of the curves can be health issues. It, it, it can be diabetes. It can be heart issues. It can be cancer. It can, it can be Alzheimer's or dementia. It can be Parkinson's. It can be a thousand other things health-wise that really uh, put us in a bad way. And so we do need to make assumptions uh, and also understand and try to uh, make plans in the event that things don't go as well as we want them to go. Um, So, uh, and then another thing we have to look at are who can we count on? Now, some folks are real fortunate. They have children who are wonderful uh, and they care about their parents and they don't, you know, they some hopefully live close by 
or and if they don't, they still call every day and and check on you and those kinds of things, and and you know that they will be there for you. But there are an awful lot of folks who don't have someone that they can count on, and and so it's really important to understand how to deal with those issues um, uh, if the person you're counting on isn't there for you. Uh, so, but all of us need somebody that we can count on uh, as we get older, because uh, we all need help. You know, I've said it many, many times that no one knows everything, and we don't know what we don't know. And so, the more brains we have together, <laughs> the the better we can do. And if we can learn by other people's mistakes, that's a whole lot better than making the mistakes ourselves. So. Um, those are the the type of assumptions that we have to make. And then we have to look at what we have. You know, what are our advantages? What are our disadvantages? Do we have a home? Is it paid for? Do we have savings? What What are our available resources? You know, that has to go. And then what can we do to, um, to give ourselves a, a more income um, or, or the like? So I know we have to take a break. So I'm going to talk about a number of these issues when we come back. Excellent. And that's why it's important not to just approach retirement as going with the flow. Having a plan is key. And we're going to continue to discuss some of these things that you should be thinking about in pre-retirement and as you think about retirement planning as well. We are taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. Stick around. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can always find more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's where you can go to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can also find information about Bill's monthly seminars. He does these the second Wednesday of every month. They are free to attend. It's free to register. These deal with the subjects of long-term care assistance, dealing with Medicaid and VA benefits, as well as a seminar on uh, asset protection and trust planning. Again, they're free to attend. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're talking all about pre-retirement and retirement planning and some things that we should be thinking about ahead of the game? Well, I mean, there's some obvious things. Um, Obviously, uh, in terms of pre-retirement, putting as much money back, you know, into retirement accounts or or savings or investment accounts is a Uh, no-brainer. If you're fortunate enough to purchase a home and, and, in other words, plan for that home to be paid off before retirement. You know, the folks who have a home that is debt-free when they retire are in so much better financial shape than those folks who don't have that luxury. And then, of course, uh, uh, another issue for so many folks is um, do we actually have the luxury of choosing when we retire? 
Now, many of us do have that luxury, and, and that's really good. We can say, okay, we're going to retire at age 65, 66, 67. Or for me, I don't really want to retire. I love what I do. So it's the kind of thing where, yes, I want to enjoy life and reduce the time I work over the years. But when, you know, it's the kind of thing where it fulfills me to be able to do this, what I do. So, uh, and that's a luxury, I guess. But some folks are not so lucky. They end up uh, being disabled. And so they have to stop work because of a health issue. Or uh, there are an awful lot of folks who um, uh, get fired because their corporation downsizes. And, you know, when you get fired and you're older, you know, let's say you're in your 60s and you were thinking, oh, well, I'm going to work until I'm 67. Um, that's a real downer because then you're um, you have very limited options. So the folks who are disabled or they find themselves without a job later in life have much fewer options in terms of what they can choose to do. Uh, but for those of us who can choose, it's important to make good choices. So. One of the biggest mistakes that people, particularly married couples, but singles do the same thing, one of the biggest th mistakes they make financially is in choosing to take Social Security early because you can, in fact, take Social Security as early as age 62. And for widows and widowers uh, where their spouse early, um, they can take Social Security as early as 60. So now, should they? In almost every case, the answer is no. Uh, that is the worst decision most people can make. There's, to me, there's only two reasons to take early, and one is you're starving. You have no money, and you need money to live on, uh, and there's no other choice in terms of getting money. And that means you have no nest egg to pull from, uh, and um, and there's just no other source of money. Or you're in terrible health, and you know that your life is not going to be as long as it should be. But otherwise, for, for the majority of folks, electing to take your Social Security at full retirement age or as late as 70, which is best for most people, um, you know, that r really increases the available income for folks uh, uh, in retirement. I mean, it can be as much differential as $100,000 or more over your lifetime to make a good election versus a bad election. And there's a lot of folks out there who say, oh, you need to take it early because if you, you don't, the government's going to change everything and you're not going to get anything. And that's just baloney. Uh, folks need to understand that the system is going to be there uh, throughout their lifetime. Uh, and it's one of the few things that you can count on. So making that election right is really important. Now, I, I refer more folks to a fellow down in Ashbar. His name is Warren Coble, C-O-B-L-E. Warren is the smartest guy on Social Security I know anywhere in this country uh, he's not a lawyer. He's simply a Social Security expert. 
I refer so many people to him because he's inexpensive and he gives people the very best advice on Social Security elections that can be made. But And I don't want to dwell on it, but that is a very important retirement decision that everyone should make. And not making the mistake there is huge. Now, let me. If I had taken my Social Security at the earliest age, it would have been in the neighborhood a little more than fifteen hundred dollars a month. If I had taken Social Security at full retirement age, it would have been a little over twenty five hundred dollars a month. But taking it at age seventy for me, uh, it will be about thirty five hundred dollars a month. Well. Those numbers are huge differentials when you think about it. And I'd rather have $3,500 a month than $1,500 a month. So, yeah, it makes a difference. Okay. Now, um, another issue that's huge that's really difficult for seniors is um, health insurance. You know, and now everybody says, oh, okay, at 65, you go, you go on Medicare. Yeah, you do. But the fact is, is that Medicare has a bunch of options. They're called Medicare Advantage plans. And those are difficult options that have to be looked at every year. There's also the drug plans, Part D on Medicare. They change every year. So every senior has to look at those drug plans every year. And if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you have to check it out every year to figure out which one is best for you. Hard to get information. One place to get information there is the North Carolina Department of Insurance. They have a website with a link on it called SHIP, S-H-I-I-P. That link can give you objective information to compare all of these health insurance plans. But, you know, the fact is, is that uh, a lot of seniors need help from, particularly from their children, uh, because it's not easy to compare these plans. It's hard. You have to be well-educated, and not all of us are well-educated. And it's it's even if we are well-educated, it's still confusing. So yeah, it's it's that's where getting help can <clears throat> make a huge difference in terms of of that kind of thing. Okay, uh, another issue, obviously in pre-retirement planning is how do we get our debts paid off before we retire? And of course, the biggest debt for most folks is their home, but it's also, it can be car loans, it can be credit card debt. Uh, You know, truthfully, it's a terrible thing to have debt when you retire. So in your pre-retirement planning, it's like, okay, how do we get everything paid off before we go off into the sunset for our golden years with Debt-free is so, so important. Um, Okay, so when I realize we have to take another break, uh, but, you know, we have to think in terms of, okay, what income do we, can we draw from? What's, what are we spending? What's the cost of living? What's inflation going to do to our nest egg? Those kind of things, because do you know what? most people retire with in terms of their nest egg? Do you have any idea? 
Oh, boy, I, I wouldn't know where to start. Well, it's much lower than people need. So, uh, yeah, the median is $50,000 of a nest egg. And the, quite frankly, if, if you're anywhere near that number, you really do have a concern for how do we not run out of money. Um, and it's when you're in that, you know, because curves can take that away from you in a heartbeat. So we need to talk about curves, too. Excellent. We will get into that. And, you know, being in a situation where you don't have much of a nest egg or, uh, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for a situation where if catastrophe happens, you're in some trouble. And it, a catastrophe could be the form of a long-term care crisis. And Bill has informational seminars related to uh, obtaining long-term care assistance, government assistance, whether it's through Medicaid or through VA benefits. If that is information that you might be seeking, you want to head over to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. From there, you can register to attend one of Bill's free seminars. He does these the second Wednesday of every month. They are free to attend. They're currently in the form of webinars, so you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Just go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button. And from there, you can register, or you can call the office 919-256-7000. 7,000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is Bill's website. If you would like to find more information about him, WGALaw.com. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking all about pre-retirement and retirement planning and things that we should be thinking about. And coming with that, Bill, is also preparing for the curveballs that life will tend to throw at us. Well, no no question about it. And uh, all right, so what are some of the curves? Well, obviously, you can have a death in the family. Um, you, you, You know, you may lose a parent you may could lose a child you could lose you know your child being that person you're counting on uh, you could um, lose your spouse obviously that's a huge curve for most of us uh, you could lose your spouse due to separation and divorce you know that's a curve that's generally unexpected for most folks uh, you, you could have a medical emergency yourself. You could have a medical emergency for your spouse. You could have a medical emergency for a child. Uh, I had a, a client just recently who uh, their their child was at school walking home and was run over. Uh, horrible. Uh, fortunately, the, the child's going to be okay. But, you know, those are the kinds of things where a curve – uh, can really impact uh, the situation. Uh, had another family where the child had a horrible medical emergency. Well, that medical emergency cost them uh, almost $200,000 in terms of taking care of the bills. Well, obviously, that was an unexpected expense. That's a curve. Um you know, of course, your health can always, particularly for seniors, health is a big issue. 
uh, and the longevity issue uh, comes uh, to to play. But um, but the fact is that most families uh, do not have enough income and or assets or resources not to worry about money. And so then uh, it comes down to budgeting, uh, and you'd be surprised. A lot of folks don't even know what a budget is. Uh, but budgeting doesn't have to be complex. It really uh, comes down to how much income do we have? How much money do we have to have to spend each month on what we know we're going to have, we need, uh, and what we might want to be able to spend money on to live the way we want to live? And so how much do we need to spend, and what resources do we have to draw from to be able to spend that money? So um, it really comes down to our income and how much we're spending. And there are an awful lot of folks that spend a whole lot more each month than they realize. And I I was helping a a Vietnam veteran just – this past week, and fortunately, his brother helped him create a budget. And the fact is, his his spending was way out of line with what he could do. Uh, his spending was around three thousand dollars a month. His income was about sixteen hundred dollars a month, and his nest egg was dwindling down to next to nothing. And he was living frugally in some ways, but he was also mismanaging his money. I mean, in looking at what he was spending, he had two storage buildings costing him almost $500 a month, and he didn't need any of the stuff that was in storage. I, I mean, he didn't. He it wasn't preserving. It's just like he he had a death in the family, and he he didn't know what to do with the stuff, and didn't want to throw it away, and it went into storage. And you know, the fact is, most of us who have a storage building, and I'm, I fall into this category. Fact is, I could have bought everything in that storage building three times if I hadn't put it in storage. I should have gotten rid of it years ago. And then, you know, bought what I needed when I needed it. You know, I would put it in storage thinking my kids uh, would want it. Uh, And the fact is the kids want very little uh, of it. So now I'm in the process of of getting rid of stuff that I should have gotten rid of five to ten years ago. And, you know, it's it's the kind of thing where – we all can be stupid about stuff, uh, and, and uh, I fall into the category just like everybody else does, but it's the kind of thing where if we had sat down and looked at it in advance, we never would have done that, uh, but we do so many things just as a knee-jerk kind of thing, and and then it becomes part of the status quo, and it's easier to leave it alone than to deal with it. And and that's unfortunately we we all of us need to deal with it. <laughs> so, um, so actually, re- looking down, looking at your budget, and what by 
and it's the kind of thing if you don't know how much you're spending each month, which is where a lot of folks are, that's a real big red flag for those of us who are in or near retirement. That is something you have to get control of and know where every penny is going. And if you don't and you need help, then turn to one of your children or turn to your brother or your sister or somebody who can help you figure that out. It's not hard to do, but it's something that's really, really important for all of us to do. That's great advice. And as we discussed earlier, that, you know, having that second brain to rely on or that additional perspective or additional experience to help guide you is something that you're going to want along the way. Because as we said, there can be curves thrown at you and having someone to rely upon is, is great advice. Don't forget, you can go to WGALaw.com if you want to find more information about Bill, schedule an appointment to speak with him, or to register for Bill's seminars dealing with long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com is the website to go to. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Don't forget you can find more about Bill online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Bill, we're talking all about pre-retirement and retirement and things that we should be considering well before retirement because just going with the flow and trying to wing it is not the best recipe for success. Well, you know, there are lots and lots of choices that seniors have to make. And another one of those uh, decisions that people make and need to make is a, a housing choice. Now, folks that own a house when they retire are in typically far better shape. They have more options. And of course, uh, some folks uh, choose very quickly to sell their home and move. Guess where they move to? Closer to the the children or the grandkids. No, it's not the children. It's never about the children. It's the grandchildren. And They're usually so, with yeah. the children. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, yeah, a lot of retirees will move to where their grandchildren are growing up. And, of course, that comes with the children, too, normally, or at least one of the ch- children. But uh, but uh, not everyone. And, and there are an awful lot of folks that uh, basically don't want to move from the home. And typically for a lot of seniors, that sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, but for those folks who don't keep the door open to uh, choices, typically uh, we'll be making a mistake as it relates to housing. And of course, the, the, uh, one of the other things too is that it generally is not a good idea late in life I mean, for instance, if you're if you think your life expectancy is less than five to ten years, should you be selling a house and buying another single-family residence? Um, and the answer is probably not. 
And the reason is real simple. It, it's the kind of thing where if your health degrades, the most expensive long-term care is at your single-family residence. And the reason is real simple. Most health care agencies have a three- or four-hour minimum when a lot of seniors don't need near that much help. They may need 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening, and that trying to get that help at home can be very, very difficult. And if you're living by yourself, it's even more problematic. Uh, you know, if you're married and you have a spouse that's relatively healthy, you're typically a spouse is going to help a spouse with those kinds of things, and there's no real issue. But when you're alone, that's a big issue. So, you know, if you're fairly young in your mid to late 50s and you want to move into an adult community, okay, there are some advantages there. But I tell a lot of folks they, they really should look at independent living uh, situations, assuming that they have a, enough income to afford those. And there, at least in this area, there are a number of modestly priced situations. And then there are others that are continuing care communities. Those are options as well. Um, but, you know, for a lot of folks that don't have their children that live close by when there are no grandchildren that check in on them and those kinds of things, it's a lot safer and oftentimes more meaningful to live in a community where you have companionship and things to do. And it, it, uh, a lot of folks don't realize that there's a secret to independent living that is really helpful, and that is that a lot of folks who move into independent living early enough can avoid going to assisted living. Because independent living is pleasant, assisted living not so much. If you've, and so let's say you're in independent living and you start needing some assistance here or there. Well, it's very inexpensive to get that care in an independent living arrangement. It's not nearly as expensive there because you can get somebody to come in it for 30 minutes if you need it on a daily basis. So, uh, and pay for 30 minutes rather than three or four hours. So that's, that's one of the huge advantage. Plus, you're in a safe environment 24-7 when you're in an, even an independent, but you can come and go and go to church and go to dinner with your friends outside of the place, but most of your meals are taken care of, and somebody comes in and cleans your room and changes your bed and gives you fresh towels each week and, and those kinds of things. And so, you know, it makes your lifestyle as a senior much easier under those circumstances. So, there are reasons for keeping your options open as it relates to those uh, kinds of, of issues. Now, um, for a lot of folks who retire, one issue is how much should we spend? How much can we draw down from our nest egg each year and not run out of money? Well, there's a financial rule. It's called the 4% rule. That works for some folks, and that basically means uh, – and it's a basically a 30-year rule if you do it right. And that, in, in essence, whatever it is, you can take 4% of your nest egg uh, each 
year and it and if that's all you take and your investment now this only works if you're invested in stocks and bonds it doesn't work if you're in cds or just bonds <laughs> okay but if you have a good investment advisor four uh, percent you should be your money should last for 30 years so let's say that you're retired 65 and you think you're going to live to 95 or you're, you know, you're confident that that's the upper end of your life expectancy for you and your spouse, and you take 4%. Well, uh, the first year it's 4%, and then the next year you add inflation to that 4%, and then you take the 4% plus inflation each year. And, of course, your investments are going up, too, with the inflation as well. So... It, the numbers work out. And if you do that, your nest egg should last 30 years. Now, obviously, what that also means is there's not going to be anything left for the kids. So <laughs> and that's uh, that's where a lot of seniors uh, get in trouble uh, as it uh, as it relates to being too generous with their kids. So, the rule is the airplane rule. You know what that airplane rule is? I'm not familiar with the airplane you rule. You are, too. The, the airplane rule is put your mask on first before you put the mask on your child, right? Well, financially, that's the best advice you can possibly have, which is take care of your own financial situation before you do anything. For your children, because so many seniors will give the shirt off their back to their children simply because their child lost their job, going through a divorce, they want to take a vacation, whatever. And it's like, Mom, you got plenty of money. Why don't you give us enough money where we can do this or that or whatever the situation? And it's like, okay, here's a check. All right. Yes, we're uh, we want to see you enjoy this, and then guess what? Mama runs out of money herself, and when she does, can she go to the kids and get help? No, they've spent all their money, and uh, you know, the fact is, if they were doing what they need to do to take care of themselves, they wouldn't ask mom for a cent. They would be taking care of themselves. So, and the fact is, you can't assume that everything's going to be perfect for you, you have to assume rough weather for yourself, that you're going to have a medical emergency. You're going to have some long-term care needs. You're going to have a, you know, car trouble. Uh, you know, you're going to have a new roof. You're going to have a new HVAC system. You know, something expensive you're going to have, unexpected. And so you've got to be able to take care of those things. Uh, and so it's better that you have it to take care of it than not know what to do because you've given it to your children. That's well said. You got to be prepared for some of these unexpected expenses and taking the time to plan and to think about this ahead of time is is just key to all of it. And don't forget, if you want to find more information about Bill, WGALaw.com is the place to go. WGALaw.com. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. Bill, this is a great show. We learned a lot about <laughs> well, for retirement. Some, well, for some folks, their only option is to move in with their kids, uh, and that is, that's assuming they have a child who will take them in. Otherwise, they can be in real trouble. And some people overspend, some people underspend. So having good advice on how to budget and how to spend or not spend can be really helpful to folks. And, of course, that has nothing to do with legal documents or legal advice or how things work otherwise. And, of course, those are important. We talk about those every week. We certainly do, and if that is something that you want to find more information about, go to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com, or call Bill at the office, 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. We're out of time for today, but we hope you will join us again next weekend for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend.